Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause. This is Dr. Fiona Lovely. Hope everyone is having a great day. I thought I would start a series of podcasts on the most commonly prescribed medication for women during midlife. Uh, I believe it Suzanne Summers refers to it as the cocktail of menopause, the prescriptive cocktail of menopause. And uh, there's a lot of information to be shared here, so we'll break it down into really usable chunks. And I thought I'd start with the most obvious, which is hormone replacement therapy. I think a lot of women are confused about what that actually means, so let me dive into that a little bit and give you some information. So just to remind you of the phases of, of a woman's reproductive years... When we are having a monthly cycle and ovulating, that is premenopause. Uh, when we start having symptoms of the hormonal changes of midlife, uh, that is called perimenopause. And then once we have been 12 months without a menstrual period, that's menopause itself. Anything after that is postmenopause. And what's really interesting is I think about my generation versus my grandmother's generation, and we didn't really live all that long after uh, the menstruation stopped. But now, of course, we're living longer, we're healthier, generally speaking. Um, We have many more years where we don't have a period uh, than we did previous in previous generations. So there's really an interest, if you will, on making sure we're as healthy and as balanced as possible at uh, menopause and beyond so that we can have a quality of life that extends into our potentially our 90s. That would be nice. Anyways, hormone replacement therapy is the giving a woman um, from a um, pharmaceutical perspective, estrogen, uh, equine estrogen or conjugated equine estrogen, which is uh, horse estrogen, and that's how it's collected, is from uh, pregnant mares, and uh, progestin, which is the um, a synthetic version of progesterone that's in ne- nearly all HRT regimes. Now, the alternative to that is uh, BHRT, or bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, which uses uh, phytonutrients or plant nutrients that have a a hormone-like effect in the body for both progesterone and estrogen, uh, is what I'm wanting to discuss today with you, is uh, for those uh, two hormones in particular. So what's really interesting about hormone replacement therapy is that uh, in... Uh, Sometime in the last 20 years, there was a study done. I'm not exactly sure what day it was started, but uh, it was stopped in 2002. I can tell you that. It was called the Women's Health Initiative. And it was meant to be a 15-year-long 
uh, health study funded by the National Institutes for Health in the United States, and it was meant to provide strategies for prevention of the common maladies of women, specifically heart disease, breast and colorectal cancer, and osteoporosis. Now, the study had several trials, including hormone replacement therapy testing to study the long-term effects of ERT, which is just estrogen by itself, uh, estrogen replacement therapy, and HRT. Uh, the initial trials were all stopped early in 2002 when the increased risk of invasive breast cancer, strokes, and heart disease became obvious. Now, as a result of this information being very publicly announced, a lot of women stopped taking their hormone replacement therapy or estrogen replacement therapy with or with without their doctor's input. And as a result, in a very short amount of time, there was a 7% decrease in the number of breast cancer cases in 2003. Now, that's a significant number. 7% doesn't seem like a lot, but it did equate to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of women in the United States alone that didn't show up with breast cancer that may have the year before. So what's really interesting about that is the Women's Health Initiative was stopped and then they started it up again and looked deeper into what was happening, what were the mechanisms here. And in 2010, uh, it was uh, reported on again, the the, um, review of how uh, how these hormones worked in a woman's body. And it turns out that the risk of stroke and other heart disease uh, factors were low if the menopause was recent and the hormone replacement therapy was given while the menopause was recent. But if lots of time had passed, let's say it was a woman in her mid uh, to late 60s or 70s uh, and she was given hormone replacement therapy, um, then she was considerably more likely to have a cardiovascular event, um, primarily stroke. And it turns out that part of that, uh, part of the reason that happened is because when you take an oral estrogen, it's so much stronger than our own estrogen, and it stimulates the liver to release additional blood clotting factors, uh, so much so that it can increase the chance of having a clot by 211%. Now, that does apply to uh, young women as well that may be taking uh, birth control pills. Um, That's hormone replacement therapy too. We tend not to call it that, but uh, it's the the same thing. And this is the reason why if you're 30 and you smoke and you're taking the pill, the doctor will, your doctor will take you off the pill because your chances of having a stroke are extremely high because of the smoking factor. And then you add in the conjugated estrogen to that. So, You know, it turns out that hormone replacement therapy wasn't what we expected it to be, but the the trials had shown in the end that it can be best used for women uh, to reduce the vasomotor symptoms of uh, perimenopause, which is the hot flashes and the night sweats. So if this is a real problem for you, you may want to consider this, but know the risks. Know the risks around breast cancer in particular, 
and know the risks around strokes, depending on where you are in your perimenopause. And understand that there's always options. The bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is very good, and there's many different varieties of it, depending on uh, how your primary care physician or your healthcare provider is going to prescribe it for you, um, that it's really worth looking into. Of course, one of the other problems of of, uh, hormone replacement therapy is that it's just a continuation in our midlife of what is happening or has happened to a lot of us in early life, which uh, was to take the birth control pill and the estrogen dominance effect that happens because of that. And, you know, just to give you an idea of estrogen dominance uh, and its symptoms, just just sort of a handful of things would be uh, breast tenderness, weight gain, um, your thyroid underfunctioning, your adrenal glands not able to handle um, normally stressful situations, migraines, depression, anxiety, insulin resistance, uh, leg cramps, vision problems, hypertension or high blood pressure, increased uh, blood clotting, which we just talked about, loss of scalp hair, really interesting. There's lots of women who have that issue. And at the same time, in a cruel joke, uh, growth of facial and body hair, gallbladder disease is very common with women who are estrogen dominant and pancreatitis as well as, as others. And so I look at that list and I think, my God, isn't that all of us? Don't we all have at least one or two things off that list? So do we actually have a problem with our hormones or is the commonly prescribed um, options for women's birth control and uh, treatment of perimenopause or menopause the cause of our hormonal imbalance. It's really something we're thinking about. Uh, to wrap up here, when it comes to hormone replacement therapy, there's a couple of little spiritual nuggets that I think I'd like to plug in here. You know, if you if you feel like hormone replacement therapy is something that you need to take or it's something that you have been taking for years or you're considering it, I want you to think about these things here. Number one, self-care. Have you done a good job over the last several decades of taking care of yourself, your physical body, your mental, emotional body, as well as your spiritual body? And if you don't, you show up at midlife when the symptoms of perimenopause start to arrive uh, or start to scream at us in the night, if you will, depleted in nutrients, depleted in sleep, depleted in happiness, and low in the levels of hormones. And chances are your life dissatisfaction is showing. And sister, I got to tell you, there isn't a pill on the planet that's going to make that better. That's something where you need to do the work on that. And potentially that's something we'll talk about in a, in a future podcast. If you'd like to hear about that, please go to my Facebook page, uh, which is Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense. And leave me a comment there and let me know what you'd like me to talk about. To go back to the spiritual aspects of potentially feeling like you need to take hormone replacement therapy at perimenopause... The question is that I have for you, did you have a a healthy sex life? You know, it's that if you don't 
use it, you lose it kind of effect. And while there are people that have a far greater expertise about this topic than I do, what I can say to you is um, uh, yourself during uh, perimenopause, lots of things to consider. Again, please go to my Facebook page and comment on the podcast. What 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 did you like? What do you want to hear more of? Uh, Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense podcast page on Facebook. You can also visit my website, drlovely.expert, for more information. Thank you for listening. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you. Thank you.